Psalm 27 today. Thank you for listening. We're in Psalm 27. We looked at the first three verses last week, a wonderful chapter. We'll look at the next three verses today. Psalm 27 is good. Uh, one of the reasons, it's all good, okay? Every verse is good in the whole Bible, but Psalm 27 happens to have a lot of those nuggets, those treasures, those verses that can stand alone and you can hide in your heart. You can memorize them to think about later and that will encourage you uh, when you need them um, throughout the day and maybe at certain points in your life when you really need some clarity and some encouragement. The Holy Spirit ministers through the Word of God, the person of the Holy Ghost will bring to mind scripture. It will help scripture make sense and will apply it to your life. That's called illumination. He'll illuminate scripture to you. But he does not illuminate what you do not read and what you do not know, what you do not hide in your heart. And you can't meditate on scripture unless you know the scripture, unless you know what it means. And so anyways, when I read Psalm 27, there's several verses that stick out to me and are familiar to me as maybe having heard them in Sunday school before, or I've circled them in my Bible before. Well, for example, I think it was Friday. We looked at verse one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's a great verse. That's a three by five card type verse. Put it up on your mirror, on the dash of your car, maybe make a note of that on your phone. You can memorize that when you have a break at work. That's a great verse. Psalm 27, one, the next verse, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell though an host should encamp against me. My heart shall not fear though war should rise against me in this. Will I be confident? So that's what we looked at last week. Today, we'll look at the next three verses, and verse four, the first verse we'll read, is another one of those memorizing verses, Uh, the last verse of the chapter, the second to the last verse in the chapter. That's another good one, but I'll talk about that later in the week. But Psalm 27, verses four through six, verse four says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, I had that verse already circled in my Bible. That's a great verse. Verse 5 says, For in the times of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. That's the end of verse six. These three verses together have been described as, quote, the purest longing after God as the deepest, most fixed yearning of a heart was never more nobly expressed. The author, David, is the author we know. He has a desire for God. If I were to ask you, what is if your, your greatest prayer request? If you could have God right here before you and he could have lunch with you, what, what would you ask of him? Or better yet, what is your abiding, longing interest to get from God or to get out of God? 
I, I ask that because how you view God will really determine your prayer life. It'll determine your Christian life. Um, there's some people, you know, you could go through all of the facts about God as revealed in the Word of God, some Christians, and they would agree with them. But their spiritual level, if I can say that, their spiritual level will really reveal to you um, what they're looking to get out of God. For example, some people think that God is a genie. Uh, they just want good things from God. They want a better house. They want more money. They want long life, and they want safety for all their family. Now, all that's fine stuff, and I've prayed for lots of those things before. I pray for my family every day, and I pray for health and all of that and so forth. But if there was one thing that you could get from God, one thing that you really desired of God, what would it be? Now, David reveals to us a heart that loves God, that truly understands here as he's writing, understands who God is and who he is. Because you see a weak Christian, a weak faith, somebody who doesn't really love God, doesn't really walk with God, their biggest request would be, I got to win the lottery. Because if I could just have a little more money, then everything would fall into place and you could go on with that in your mind or you might have something very specific going on in your life. If there's one thing that God could do for me, this is what I would want. Well, I want you to see, and I read it, verse number four, look at what, look what David writes. This is so interesting and so frankly convicting. He says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. One thing, one thing have I desired of the Lord. It means that's what he wants from God. I'm desiring of God this. And therefore, he says, that will I seek after. What you desire, you seek. What you really, 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 really want down in your heart, your life is going to show that. It's going to work that out. Because your, your life, your actions will be seeking after that thing. If your desire is, is money, 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 then, then you are going to be real, real busy uh, all the time with work at the expense of other things, perhaps your family, church, whatever. Um, but your desires will be reflected in what you seek after, what you make a priority in your life. Okay, and so David says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. And here's what he says, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. The one thing that David wanted from God more than anything, so that was the one thing that he was going to seek after or try to make happen was this that he would dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. What is the house of the Lord? At that time, the time of David's writing, you always have to take scripture in context of, of the time that it was written. It was the inner sanctuary of the tabernacle. So the tabernacle was the house of the Lord. And uh, the uh, the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple, that was, that was the, the tabernacle. That was where God met with man. That was the presence of God. 
to behold the beauty of the Lord. The beauty of the Lord would be his holiness. There's several scriptures, especially in, in the Chronicles, that describes the beauty of the Lord as his holiness and to inquire in his temple. All the instruments in the temple reflected, testified to the holiness of God by design, because God is holy. He's a holy God. And to inquire, he writes, in his temple. Inquire means to seek. The Hebrew word, as I understand it, literally means to plow into. It means to diligently pursue after God. Do you know what he was saying here? Was what he wanted from God most was to be in the presence of God. Was to just behold the holiness, the beauty of God, just to look at it. To inquire in his temple, to seek after God, he wanted to be in the presence of God so he could know God. And this right here is true worship. It's to diligently and passionately pursue after God, to bask and relish in the presence of God. And true worship is worshiping not to receive things from God, but because you desire to know God. This is true worship. So in verse number five, he says, for in times of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle. That would have been the holy of holies. Shall he hide me? He shall set me up upon a rock. Do you see the order there? When he's walking with God and when you are walking with God, when you're in the presence of God, when you're diligently seeking after God, walking with God, how we would do that would be in his word. By the way, I mentioned the context here, the tabernacle where God met with men. But do you understand that when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that veil of that temple was torn in half, the separation between God and man. And Jesus Christ gave us his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. And if you're born again, you've trusted Christ as your personal savior. You right now have the presence of God living within you. And so how do we seek the presence of God is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's saying no to sin and to self and saying yes to the Savior. And how do we get to know God better? Well, he has revealed himself in his word. Do you see that? We have it so much better than David ever had it. We've got the completed word of God. We've got the Holy Spirit living within us. David would have been like a kid on Christmas every single day being a member of a New Testament Baptist church. And having the holy word of God under his arm as he charged to the doors every day, being able to get up and open the word of God and hear from God, to speak to God and have the Holy Spirit make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, knowing that the Son of God was sitting on the right hand of the Father at the same time also making intercession for us. David didn't have that. You and I have that right now. What a blessing. David would have had everything and more that he ever could have even imagined were he alive today as a Christian. And so he was saying that if I pursue the presence of God and I make God first and I'm walking with God, what he's saying, and so we're applying this to our life, making it real, in the times of trouble, it's no problem. Verse number six, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy, I will sing Yea, I will sing praises of God, um, uh, praises unto the Lord. When you seek God, when you seek God, the battles will be won and you'll be singing praise throughout. 
Because the troubles come, sure, the battles come, yes. But when you're seeking God first, you don't have to as much worry about those battles because you're already walking with God. And I take you back to verse number one, the Lord's my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? What you need most from God today is to abide in his presence. That's what Jesus told his followers to do in John chapter 15 is to abide in him and allow his words to abide in them. When you make the Lord your desire, and when you seek him, everything else will be just fine.